0: one thing that's interesting is that word right um or righteousness mm-hmm. right that word righteousness means a right relationship it doesn't mean i'm right i have to be no, right no. about something a right heart it means yeah right heart and also means i'm relating rightly to someone else i'm loving that other person as opposed to judging them if you were talking about or whatever it is so that's what righteousness is, is a right relationship, and God has done that for us and calls us to do that for others, and that's, it's really easy, like, even I think what you were saying, you know, we as Christians can just say, this is what the Word says, and I'm just right, right? But in essence... They're really wrong <laughs> because the way they're treating others, right. and ultimately, that's what we see here is what Jesus is doing. Is he cares so deeply yeah. about every single person he meets? We're going to see that next week again. We saw the Samaritan woman, if you remember. Well, that, this uh, next week we're going to see what in chapter eight. Chapter eight. Chapter eight. We're going to get right the, into the what? Not the adultery. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: In order to be right, someone's got to be wrong. And I was just going to say, in the next chapter, 8 is all about death. You know, let the first man who has not sinned throw the first stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people that judge your daughter. We're all sinners, every one of us. Yeah, exactly. We're all sinners, one thing or another. And in God's eyes, there's no other sin worse than any other. Right, right. So, amen. The I Wednesday, think the first,
2: um, the first step to humility is giving up your right to be right.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. As long as, yeah, I'm right. Too. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're right, you're going to cut, up, you're going to cut other people off. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to say,
3: well, what we were talking about earlier, when you don't have a right heart, it affects the other relationships that you have, like with mm-hmm. your wife or the good relationships you have are affected when you're Going down the wrong path. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. So In this scripture? Go
6: ahead. Uh, I'm you're sorry, kid. To speak uh, well, I was just going to say, um, I just so identify what you're saying, Bruce. Uh, the fir- whole first half of my day was, is my heart even loving? And what you're saying, too, Jason. I just, it's like I want to beat things, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> beat my, get myself in order here, right. till you know, lunch <laughs> comes, and I'm kind of like going through here, and I'm like. His brothers, is that like his siblings or is it like the uh, other believers or you know, so even his siblings are saying, putting pressure on him, you know, get going. You say you are who you are, and he's like, I haven't revealed myself yet. And uh and yet am I being loving, you know, in uh, my situations and internally that it was what I was up against because on the outside, you know, I think I'm putting on a show or whatever I'm doing, and uh inside really until i sat down in this room do i feel more peace because that whole loving others is just the hugest struggle it's just the it is the quest
1: mm-hmm.
6: and mm-hmm. the word discernment um it, i haven't really heard the, the word used that much even in our room here tonight but that word just kind of hovers around it's like and I, I want that i want i want that word i want to bring it into my heart and kind of use it or be a part of it. Be discerning and patient. And uh, that's all. That's all I yeah. have. Thanks, it, Ken.
7: It, um, <clears throat> Dallas Woodard addresses. Uh, you know, the the. It's one thing to just say be loving, right? Okay, turn the cheek, give the other cheek. and yeah, don't don't resist your your enemy if if they're you know treating you badly. Just just like hey, I mean, you, there's a point of evil that's going to affect other people, but when it's you, you can just. Like Jesus demonstrates here, right? But goes through the, these the ways and anger, right? And then and condemnation, right? If we're practicing those things, well, we're not going to get to the loving phase, right? These are all those things that we we like day to day, just moment to moment, have to submit ourselves to, not just acknowledging and theorizing about, but actually. Demanding of ourselves, yeah, and changing them with the help of Christ, of course, right. And then all of a sudden, the ability to even be loving starts to show itself, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And like, I mean, yours, what you shared, was so beautiful to me in that way.
5: yeah. Yeah. Ken, you were kind of. Oh yeah, I just wanted to come back to the chapter in think about... I have a couple of things to say. One of them is that... Um, maybe you guys can help me with this. So, like, Jesus is... Um, he's being criticized that, um, you know, why is he speaking openly right now? And, you know, why don't we kill him? And and so, we've seen this in chapter 6, that even Nicodemus comes back and says that again. He visited him. And so... When you talk about being right, what my question is is the Pharisees feel like they're right. Am I not? Am I yep. correct there? Right. Am I yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'd like somebody to finish that off, and then my second thing I was going to say, because I want to know a little bit about what would be to be on the other side what Jesus was facing. Um, and then the other thing I was going to say is I was talking to a friend. I was kind of struggling through something. I was talking to a colleague and. Um and out of nowhere, I didn't know he was a believer, and this is, I think this has kind of co- combines a little bit with what you guys are saying, but out of nowhere he read me chapter, um, he read me Romans 1, or Romans 12 about, you know, comforting with faith, and I thought, mm-hmm. that was just, that blew me away. I was just like, what, first of all, Reed, I didn't even know you were a, You know, I didn't even know you were a believer, and then he read that to me, and like almost, you know, I was like almost ready to tear up. I mean, I was kind of because I I kind of needed that, you know. if you guys kind of know the the verse a little bit? It's it's pretty cool. It's it's about comforting. It's about comfort when you know when you are having a little struggle with faith. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to share that.
4: Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So um, based on that, I think. What speaks to me the most is if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I feel thirsty at this time in my life, like thirsty for more from God. And, um,
5: you know, desirous of, of,
4: of more, right? So that, that kind of jumped out at me. It's like, I, you know, like riv- rivers of living water will flow out. And I don't, like how can you get bigger than a river i guess But, um yeah i i am thirsty mm. okay. yeah and when you say you're thirsty what do you, would you say you're thirsty for well i mean i'm i'm thirsty for more of god but but really for what he has for my life right. and 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 to be righteous and to do the things like i i guess more so the um the, the fulfillment and the joy that that comes from that right just the uh, yeah I mean if you are a servant you should serve and so the fulfillment of, of doing what you should do mm-hmm. what you're designed to do functioning within 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 the design that you've been and, and ultimately that fulfillment that joy
5: mm-hmm.
4: that comes from that and, and of course he's worthy but like kind of partaking in essentially power, right? Like God's power, like, you know, not, not for my glory, but for what he's designed for me to do. Like as a, as a, I'm your servant, you have things for me to do, and I'm thirsty for that. So I want to go and do the things that it it takes to meet with God and to, and to, uh, you know, but but I am thirsty,
3: I would say, yeah. Mm. yeah. Maybe I could comment real quick. Mm-hmm. The thirst, you're always seeking additional knowledge and additional stuff, and sometimes I reach to the end of the road, and I get a little bit um, not satisfied, because I didn't get the information I wanted. And there have been many times a night when I've had these these dreams, where I go back in time to the time when Jesus lived. Anybody ever had those dreams? Wow. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. uh, awesome. I have these dreams that go back and one in particular, I went to the tomb and stayed there for three days.
1: Mm.
3: Saw the stone move and nothing happened. I didn't see anything else. So I reached the same end. I didn't see anything. So I didn't get any living proof that he rose or somebody carried him out or anything. like that. In, in my dreams I saw the stone move and that was all I saw. Nothing yeah. else. I woke up or something. I guess I guess that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to strive for additional information and I'm dreaming it. Huh. So, yeah I do not
4: I d I don't I don't know if you know, I I don't it.
3: know anybody else does that. That's one of the ten, one of the points if I were to go back, that would be one of the points I'd want to go to at that yeah. particular time.
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't miss, I don't know if I want more information. I'm a solid fan, I have a, not, yeah, right? a good grasp on the scripture, although you can go through the scripture, like we can read this
3: on hundred time and pick something new out. Yeah. Right. But, but there's, that's like your daily
4: bread or your, like your power source, your, your connection yeah. to God. And so like I, I'm desirous of that. And through that, I mean, I, he's going to be teaching me more as I'm reading the scripture and praying and things like that. But there's a lot of things some,
3: that it, beyond the scripture that you want to understand that the scripture doesn't have. And doesn't yeah, say.
4: yeah, God can speak so. to you directly. they can do
2: <clears throat> these specific things. Yeah. yeah. What we're kind of talking about is uh, I shared a book with Greg a couple of years ago, and it's called Finding Sanctuary. Was that a couple of years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, but, and, <laughs> when he was
3: when he was forty
2: two. Yeah. I'm reading it again for about the fifteenth time because <clears throat> the concepts are so profound and I really want to embrace it, but I think it's appropriate, Peter, especially what you're talking about, and for each one of us. And it's written by a Benedictine monk and He lives in a monastery, and what Finding Sanctuary is about is building, if you want, a physical building that becomes your own personal sanctuary where you dwell with God. It's your personal place, and it can be on a bench overlooking the ocean. It can be on the top of a mountain. But once you build in your mind a concept of your own personal sanctuary, and you can go there and say, Okay, God, we're going to come together in my sanctuary, and I welcome you here. And it, it, it's a concept that's so beautiful because nothing else matters then. All that matters oh. is dwelling together and, and finding a peace that passes all understanding... In his presence and just having that personal sanctuary that you retreat to that's at your core.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It is.
7: Um,
2: something struck me
7: recently in regards to living water and it was one of those sort of Glenn moments where uh, I, I, I suddenly was hit with this thunderbolt of wisdom and went, mm. And that it sure wasn't my intellect. It was it just, oh, I get it. The idea of the living water. I even said it out loud. That's what the living water's about. It was, I was recounting my past and situations of need, perceived need, or my my broken being, right? Where there was need for uh, love or affection or uh, companion or whatever it was because I was broken, because I was lacking in Christ I was lacking in that relationship just like the woman at the well how many needs was she trying to get fulfilled from the world that would never be fulfilled, why did he pick her to demonstrate the living water, and it just hit me that the living water what does water do right well, it nourishes. sustains our life. It nourishes us. It gives us yeah. a, 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 one of the necessary elements to live. But quenches our thirst. That's right. You and, die and, without it. And it. Right. It fulfills all of our needs on, in this world. And whatever those things are, right? But only, we'll only be lacking without Christ. And as long as you're with Christ you won't be, right, so, I'm just, I'm compelled by your, your correlation, it's interesting, that I, I, for me, I'm thinking, I'm wanting to add, well, so what do you think the need is, yeah, I mean, I don't
4: know, know, I'm no therapist, I'm just telling you what I'm
7: thinking as you're saying
4: it, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, um, I don't know if it's a need, I think it's, I think it's like, uh, I mean, because I feel immensely blessed by God, I have a great family, you know, like, just financially, my love my wife, like, everything is great, um, but it's, it's like duty, kind of, it's like, it's, it's, it's like what I should do, like, I should, you know, so I started, um, every morning for two hours, probably for the past three or four months, reading this, praying, reading the scripture, and then writing some. But it's intentionally pursuing God, intentionally, you know, be, because because of this. It's intentional. It's like first fruits. I couldn't find time. It was hard to find time throughout the rest of the day to do that. There's too many distractions. And I'm not a morning person, so it was like, God help me. you he can do this. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, <laughs> so you know it, it, but but like, he's confirmed it me in different ways and and like it's 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 been good, and there's you know good things that are that are coming out of it and um yeah it's it's not like i have a it's not necessarily that I have a lack like I know you know the world can't fulfill you like I already know that,
0: but um yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me I'm gonna go back to this, something that we did earlier, since you were talking about the living water. If you guys remember we did this before, you guys remember mm-hmm. where we were at doing this? Where were we at in scripture? We mm-hmm. were in
7: the weren't we woman in the world? Yeah.
0: yeah, stagnant, water yeah. stagnant water versus stagnant water. So one of the things Jesus is referring to when he says living water, do you guys remember what what does living water mean? He's like, we're saying we want to be filled up with that living water. That's for, what, that's what quenches that thirst for living water. Does anybody remember what living water in scripture means? I mean, when the Jews hear living water, they know exactly what Jesus is
1: talking about. Purification, isn't it?
4: No? Living water is like a, like a, like some sort of a pure stream that's, that continually flows, not like from a pot or a cistern or... Right. So you, else. did you guys hear that? Yeah. A, clearly, um, clearly. a
0: water that, what? Continually, continually flow, not stagnant. Okay. Not stagnant. So, for the for in Jerusalem, the thing that people will always think about when you say living water is they're going to contrast like the Jordan River. So the Jordan River, you have the Sea of Galilee, and you have the Jordan in northern Israel, and you have the Jordan River that comes down like this. And what does it flow into? Dead sea. The dead, sea. The dead Sea. The Dead Sea. The what? The Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. Sea. Why is that called the Dead Sea? Because it doesn't go anywhere. Exactly. Okay. And so. And it's very salty. Yeah. So we think, (laughs) alright, we're, we're like, this is us, okay. And we're like, you know, we're thirsty. And. We're thirsty and we want God to fill us up. We want to bless him. We want to feel close to him. We want all these things we're talking about here. Right? And this is what we want Christ to do. We want him to go like this, right? Mm -hmm. And then what do we do? We go, give us more God. All right. And we keep wanting him to fill us up. But what are we not doing? Pour
8: gotta
0: it out. Yeah, that's other. right. Oh, that's so it doesn't, doesn't become stagnant. That's right. I'm not going to do it. So that's
1: where. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get it back in. You know, I did funny. that
0: with the water and the wine. We're not going to do that here. <laughs> I have no idea what that is in there, but anyway.
1: Um, <laughs> so some from the dead sea. So if we want, if we, we want on, ourselves, yeah, if
0: we want ourselves to, and I see this in my life just had something even just in the last two days, where I get really frustrated with something or whatever, and I'm like, you know, seeking God, and I'm starting to baby judge another person, okay? Or getting frustrated with another person, right? And over and over again, what I have to catch myself is I start holding back from this other person. And what I need to do is to start pouring into that other person. And when I do that, I feel... I don't feel. I see God directly filling me up way more than I ever expected. Because I'm pouring in to others. So I've got to keep that living water going. And that is so hard. I want to study more. I want to do all these things more. And yet, what God really wants us to do is to pour out others and I just had that uh, yeah, I, even, <laughs> I just had that in the last couple days was getting very frustrated and was sort of myself feeling a sense of resentment towards someone and the last two days I've really focused on blessing them in just small ways that they would never even know that I was doing it and all of a sudden I feel like I'm getting filled up and I think we just forget that sometimes. That living water, that passage that we're looking at right now, that passage is for each of us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like Christ says, I'm the living water, but notice what he says in there. And there's actually all this debate about that passage, this passage we're looking at your time right now. If you look at it, there's all this debate on this passage because of how it's worded. It's like, is Jesus, it says, out of his heart? Is it Jesus' heart? Is it our heart? and Greek is where they put sentence structure and everything, and it's, the, the issue is, yes, <laughs> it's to all those, it's Jesus who fills us up, and we're to fill others up. Alright. And, so, this is for each of us, see you later, Chase. Yes. This is for each of us to be filled up like that. But to be filled up, we've got to pour into others. Um, And John does something really unique that none of the other Gospels are doing and that even Paul doesn't do, which is not obvious, okay? And I'm going to show you guys that just real quick. Is So I want you guys to look at um, 46. Look at John. Look on page 46. So I want you to notice... Then in verse 37, it says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, I want you to listen to Bill, who's going to read the CSB version of this. And I want you to hear if there's anything different in what his version says. Okay? okay.
1: Now, what verse is this? So, I want
0: you to look at verse um, verse 37. I want you to take the part that Jesus says. Okay. okay. So, where we'll it starts out with, if anyone. Okay. I want you guys to look at your version of this right now while you listen to Bill read. Um, because it's not obvious. Go,
1: go ahead. Okay. Well, it's, it starts with a little title for, on 37. Okay. The Promise. Of the Spirit. All right. On the last, most important day of the festival, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. The one who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. Okay, stop. Yes, go mm-hmm. and stop right there.
0: So I want you yeah. to read. So I want you to look at our verse 36. Mm-hmm. I just want to read this part, okay? Our says... Sorry, 38. I can't it's 38. 38. Mm-hmm. R says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow living water." Now, I want you to listen to Bill read his. Right. Okay, okay 38
1: again? Yes. Mm-hmm. The one who believes in me, as the scripture has said, will have streams of living water flow from deep within him. Okay. You guys
0: any difference in those two versions? One's talking about the believer and the other one's talking about Christ. Well, that's interesting how you said that. That, that is part of the, that, that's part of what's go, well, that's part of what could be going on. So, that's where some of the, well, some of the people debate is, about uh,
2: His belief system.
0: His way? His belief. Okay. So I want you, so. One is deep and one is hard. Okay. <clears throat> so, I'm gonna now go to 38, I'm only going to read the first part. Mine says, "Whoever believes in me." Okay, now I want you to read Bill's.
1: The one who believes in me.
0: Okay. What, did you guys hear the difference? Yeah. Whoever believes in me versus the one who believes in me. How do you guys hear those? Is there any difference you hear in those two ways of putting that?
1: The one yeah. is getting very personal. Yeah,
0: what's personal? The Excellent. One. So, Did you guys hear that?
1: Speaking to me, not the, someone else. Yeah. Right to you. Oh, you
0: guys are so good. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly right. John does something that none of the other gospels do, and Paul doesn't do. Is he uses over and over again a singular, the singular noun or verb or pronoun, yeah, meaning you.
1: Personally. Yeah.
0: The one. Okay. Most of us we will read like whoever whoever. Whoever, whoever yeah. believes in me. To. Anybody. But yeah. that's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying the one. The one who believes in me. He's looking at you and he's saying, The one who believes in me. The one who believes in me. He is speaking, you guys got he is speaking in John. John does this over and over and over again. He is speaking in the singular to people saying, I'm not just saying everyone, I'm saying you, Ken, you, Bill, you, Gray, mm-hmm. and he wants each of us to hear that mm-hmm. personally. That makes sense. You know, as mm-hmm. we read this to us to hear that, even, so, John 3.16, yeah. even John 3.16 is with the singular noun. Where he's speaking again, saying he's calling to each person individually, and saying, It's not about all of you, it's about you are you doing that, Steve are you doing that, Peter are you doing that? And he's calling each of us individually to do that.
2: If it's about everybody else, there's no responsibility for me.
0: Right. <laughs> and it's easy to sort of read that plural of just like, Well, whoever believes in me. No, he says, Hey, how about you? <laughs>
1: You get I mean, very personal,
0: yeah. That, to to the, the beginning,
1: one on one,
7: yeah, exactly. It's, he, it's his brothers that say no one works in secret if he seeks to be known by known openly. He doesn't say that; they say that. Yeah. They say that, right? And so I put a little note: Jesus did not intend to be known openly, <clears throat> but intimately.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's that's why you know. it's And I remember you guys don't remember sort of the well. We still have the phrase, right? You know, you go up to someone and you say, um, Dan, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? And what's interesting is that it used to be sort of, like, turned me off a little bit. Like, why do you, where are you saying that? And then I remember someone saying, well, doesn't, Jesus never says that in scripture. He never says, do you have a personal relationship with me? But you know what? He actually does. Because that's exactly what he's doing here. He's speaking to each person individually. And saying, "Do you believe? In me? Do you believe?" In me? And he's doing that in this form that we can just rewrite past that because in the Greek, we don't, we in English, don't make distinctions a lot of times in the way we read. I say "you," am I talking about you individually? Or am I talking about you collectively? Paul almost always speaks in the collective. When Paul says "you," when you're reading through the through the um, his letters. He's always, all, you is almost always plural, because he's talking to the church,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not yeah. individual. What's interesting in John is there's over 67 times, every time G- Jesus does this type of stuff, talks his way, he is speaking in the singular, personal pronoun to the person he's saying, do you believe in me? And, and I love just listening to you guys, because that's why I asked you tonight, I thought, yeah. Is any of this hitting you, not us collectively, but you personally when you read this? It
1: makes you feel pretty special.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: You know. You singled out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just
0: interesting. I never knew that too before. I was studying this and going, whoa, I never (laughs) knew he did this. I never even saw that before. I never even knew it was in the singular. And the whole point was exactly what you guys were saying. Is a whole point of why he does that is he's trying to get people to respond to him personally. Because he wants that intimate relationship with me, every one of us. That's and then, <laughs> you know, again, then that fills us up, right? Yeah. And then what are we supposed to do? Pour it out. Go we'll Pour it out. When you get, Pour it out to someone else.
1: When you give, you, know? you get.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I just, I see that in my own life with correcting myself just like I was just talking about feeling this resentment towards someone that honestly I should not be feeling resentment towards. Um, and God just took me this week and just said, Greg, <laughs> go bless this person. And boy, do I feel different tonight even. Because I did it today even. I was like, wow. He just took that resentment away.
2: <laughs>
0: <Good>. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Every time we do that, so every time we bless
0: somebody, we always say bless more. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah it's a living water. we got to keep flowing. Mm-hmm. We're going well, I want more to God, I want more. I want more in my life. I want more of this it's like did you give more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah yeah,
7: tithing uh-huh. I, the pouring water back and forth and out uh, and that in the worldly perspective that sounds sort of oddly direct and whatever but but From a spiritual perspective it isn't, but the living wonder, that non-stagnation, what I realized the other day about 10%. It's 10%. Let's say five bucks, doesn't say whatever, put in, you know, a reasonable amount and everything's cool. It's like 10%. It's like, I don't even, I have no idea what 10% is. Right? I don't know, I get paid all sorts of random ways and it's like, it's so weird and all of a sudden it hit me like, wow, that's God's way of ensuring that I'm on top of my my mm-hmm. my my little you know yeah. ebbs and flows and what I'm doing in my finances. Yeah. Right? Just simply functionally, hey, if you do that, you're gonna be on top of your game while you're spending time in this world. Right. Right? And and then and you should know at any given time exactly what ten percent is. Right? <laughs> plus plus it's the giving in that idea of like oh and suddenly it hit me, I'm like Okay, I want to give my 10%. I want to give it like right now because I know that's going to flow back in and it's just the idea of it made me feel fantastic. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Good, good illustration. All right. I'll let you guys go. Um, anybody want to close this? some per- good discussion. Could I, uh, really good. Yeah.
8: Can uh-huh. I read a, a, a scripture, I think is oh, really yeah. appropriate. Absolutely. And uh, Ken, you brought it up. Uh, Romans 12.1. Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to be present to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. That's good, Ken. Amen. <laughs> Anybody want to
0: close this in prayer? Any? Um... I'll
8: everybody else. Mm. Come on. Oh, cool. Alright, cool. I Father, we just, uh, we're grateful for this time to come together as, a Christian men to, uh, pour out what's on our minds and, uh, and, and how we, uh, we, we get vulnerable. And it's such a great thing for men to be vulnerable. I don't care what the world says. Um,. Lord, help us to always be humble and kind, no matter what situation we find ourselves in. May we pour living water out, and may that water, that living water, just flow continuously through us, Lord, and be poured out to all those around us, Father. Lord, we love you, and thank you for all this time. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.